Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Percent's News Talk Station 107.3 FM. 1480 AM. Come on! KYOS. As humor said. Smelling. River Valley. River Valley. Hopeton. All of the little communities out there, up and down. The 99. Hey, here we are, Saturday morning. Veterans Day, November 11th. Veterans Day. Veterans going to be a big, uh, big great downtown. Downtown Merced. Let's see. we got to pause that, and we got to go to a new one. Dave Luna has a staff. He has so many people. Ah, just the two of us. What a wonderful song. Because really, it's just the two of me. No, just you. You and I, together on a Saturday uh, again. Uh, what is it coming up? Thanksgiving. <laughs> Halloween was just here. Unbelievable. Uh, the uh, Thanksgiving feast is going to be coming up so quickly. It's going to be here before you know it. Matter of fact, we have to do the community conversation razzle-dazzle because Raj, the host, oh, this guy, he's talking about a life of luxury, retirement, enjoyment. Mr. Atwater always uh, goes somewhere for the holidays, and uh, so we try to record a couple of weeks in advance. And let me tell you, that's a lot of fun. If you ever uh, miss any of the lineup, you can go to 1480kyos.com. And there they all are on the podcast banner. We just recently realized that only four of the uh, last, well, I guess the last four. Is that a better way to put it? The last four community conversations are the only ones that are archived, uh, including the current week. So they drop off uh, as a new week comes on, unlike... Citizen Watch, which uh, they're all there, the 400 shows there. That'll really put you to sleep. But community conversations, I don't know, we're talking to the webmaster. We had some web problems this week, if you notice. Some of the news was a little, well, I don't know. Uh, we had problems updating, that sort of thing. But we're, we're all fixed now. You know, it's, it's amazing. This technology, to me, is just a bunch of blinking lights. But they don't blink in the right order. Well, that's what happens. But we're very happy to be able to bring you those old shows in community conversation. Again, we're trying to find out. If we can add to the archive, but Roger Wood doing so much uh, for, uh, well, so little, he gets paid nothing. <laughs> Just teasing. Hey, uh, it's, it's been a lot going on again. Veterans Day, big, big, big parade downtown. I believe the uh, staging starts about one o'clock. Bob Hart Square ceremony at two and the parade uh, going on at three. Lots of we're trying to help out this week, finding convertibles. And thanks for all the people. Uh, that responded to that uh, last-minute PSA. Uh, so many things going on out there in the community. Uh, also, a big, big, big deal this week is the band review, the uh, uh, Central California Central California band review, the CCBR. I think we've mistakenly called it the Northern California, California band review uh, in some segments, but that's because, well, my buddy Roger called it that and we just followed with him you know we just go with the big guy sometimes anyway uh, that's going on over there at golden valley for you folks that are probably headed out there now trying to find a parking spot because let me tell you it's going to be difficult I, I loved how the uh, the head head guy that we interviewed said just hey just park in the neighborhood uh where you can now obviously they close down the neighborhood at a certain point to uh 
give the neighbors some release. Of course, the Golden Valley Neighborhood Association, very anti-Walmart distribution center at one point. Uh, the lead plaintiff uh, lives over there. One of the plaintiffs, I don't know about lead, I think there was many. Joel Knox ran for city council a couple of times ago again. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We should be having shift change over there. But a band review, hey, just as good, isn't it? I don't know. But uh, they evidently don't mind the noise. I don't know what the problem was with the trucks. But uh, anyway, I kind of digress. But anyway, the Central California band review going on over there at Golden Valley. Lots of great bands to listen to. Lots of great things going on hey a big friend of uh kind of a sad sad a really sad thing not kind of it is a friend of the show uh, people may remember tea party straight talk a show that was actually live one of the only uh live shows that i've done here of course it wasn't mine i don't know if we could do my show live we'd probably get thrown off the air but tea party straight it's amazing we didn't get thrown off the air with tea party straight talk there were a, a couple of uh, well i don't know Anyway, uh, it was it was close sometimes, but it was a fun show. It was an hour, and it was heard on Saturday morning here on KYOS. And we used to record it at the old facility over there on Main Street, across from uh, Tire World. Uh, brings back some old memories, I'll tell you. That was a long, long time ago, but then it seems like not that long ago. And, of course, the host of that show, I was just the engineer. I didn't do much other than push the buttons and... Tried to get us uh, on time, get us into the breaks. A lot of, a lot of things go on when you do uh, live radio. Uh, anyway, Les Policy, one of the hosts, uh, he was from Los Banos, the West Side. Maybe Dos Palos, I forget. West Side is the best side. His wife uh, would come in, Mrs. Policy, and she would uh, run the phone lines. <laughs> she would beat on the glass, have a, have a paper line four. You know, it was just, oh, it was just wonderful. She'd bring cookies and uh, and those those brownies. Well, I don't know where. Anyway, and then Jim Price. Of course, everybody remembers uh, Jim Price. True, old Dead Eye Jim. He uh, he really. <laughs> anyway, he was uh, he was the mayor of uh, Atwater for uh, for some time. I think was he a city councilman, or did he go right to mayor? Anyway, he's uh, he's pumping gas over there at Castle now. And then who else? Oh, and Sam Palmer. Everybody remembers Sam Palmer. He was the uh, other of the trio uh, on Tea Party Straight Talk. And very sad news that his wife, Amy, uh, went in for a, uh, a procedure and unfortunately didn't make it. So our Citizen Watch thoughts and condolences go to Sam and his family at this uh, time of loss, uh, losing his wife. He moved from the area after he retired from Self-Help Enterprises where he uh, he was. He was. He reminded me of the Al Borland of, uh, of, uh, of of home improvement. He was just always uh, construction orientated. He uh, sawdust all the time. He came in. We had to sweep up after him. I'm just teasing, but he was uh, really, really quite the knowledgeable person when it came to construction. And after he retired, they moved. Uh, I believe to Idaho. I want to say Montana. I know somewhere up in the northern northern united states where it snows and uh just really enjoyed life up there that kind of style it was it was totally him and to hear that his wife uh, has passed away was uh, was a shock uh, was uh, was uh, sad especially having worked with sam on tea party straight talk behind the scenes uh, we had a lot of fun on that show together and again my heart goes out to you sammy i don't know how you're uh, how you're doing it i know you have family up there you uh have indicated that but again it's tough and it just makes you realize how precious 
how short life is, my friends. It, uh, you know, you want to make God laugh, tell him what you're going to do tomorrow. Uh, we've seen too, uh, too many things go on this year. You know, we're coming down to the, down to the short strokes. It's going to be Christmas here. Santa's coming. The Christmas parade is just in a couple, what, three weeks from now. And of course, Thanksgiving, Veterans Day today. Where we remember those who gave us so much. And again, uh, just hang on, man. One day at a time. Hey, I want to uh, move on to, uh, let's see, the elections. What do I have here? Challenger 2 or Nallis? What? What? That's right. Hey, I was at an event. What was it? The ITLO, the uh, Italian-American law. They have their guest night every, well, I don't know if it's going to be every Tuesday, the first Tuesday of the month, but this month they had one on the 7th. Well attended, uh, I have to say. Of course, I don't think they set up as many tables, but they were all full, the ones that were there. And uh, the who's who, not myself, but uh, others, the Merced. Well, it's down to about 250, because about 150 of you have left. But the Merced 250, uh, or are you just not around anymore? The Merced 250, a lot of, a lot of them were there. And uh, there was a candidate, a couple of candidates for office floating around. Uh, and one was a judge. And gosh, I don't have her card. I don't have either one of these cats' cards. Uh, but there is a uh, challenger to Councilman Ornalis, who sits on the City Council of Merced. Uh, quite a uh, individual's there. Like, uh, over the, well, <laughs> he has a challenger coming up, and uh, we'll talk more about that when we can bring it to you. But again, the uh, the election. I guess my point about this is the elections are starting to shape up in the county. There was a couple of uh, candidates that had fundraisers uh, this month, uh, this week, actually. Lloyd Pereira out there uh, clinging onto his seat over in River Valley, uh, trying to. And then, of course, Josh Pedroso uh, <laughs> trying to find his seat. No, he's he had a fundraiser this, uh, this week, I hear, out at, uh, I don't know, somewhere. Or maybe it was last week. I don't know. They just all kind of run together. Oh, and oh, I know who had one. It was, uh, gosh, what's his name? Never has a name tag on. He just runs around. You wonder who he is. Jimmy Pacheco. That's right. James Pacheco. Jimmy, I don't know what he's going by. He should have a name tag. Anyway, he's out there running around uh, trying to raise money for uh, District 1. Is there anybody in LeGrand? Can you get five people in a room in LeGrand? But, no, I hear there's a lot of support out there for Jimmy. I, I kind of tease him a little bit, as we do on the show. A lot of satire, if you haven't you haven't figured it out by now. Let's go on to, uh, this isn't satire, though. This is something we talk about seriously, the crime in our community, the blight in our community. I loved how the city council, I <laughs> they actually had the uh, levels to uh, bring up, hey, maybe we should do something with the blight in our community. And it's like, really? Have you noticed? And they're like, maybe, you know, maybe we should have an ordinance. It's like, folks, they're on the books already. How about just enforcing the laws we have? I mean, it's such a, a novel idea these days. But I, I digress. Let me go to this week's uh, edition, because I'm uh, probably going to spend some time on this. This week's edition of the Merced County Times, the power of positive press. Of course, we're not going to spend much time on it on this segment because we're running out of time. But let me let me uh, let me go to the uh, below the fold. I wish this was above the fold, below the fold, but on page one because it's important. Byline by Jonathan Whitaker, one, one of our one of our favorite Johns over there at the uh, at the Merced County Times. You got Derby, you got Whitaker, you got Miller. 
I mean, a couple others we don't know about, but the, 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 this one is by Jonathan Whitaker. He says, there's no doubt Merced has the uh, storyline is despite cleanups, despite cleanups, comma, Bear Creek waste remains a concern. And my friends, you could say downtown waste, you could say uh, behind Rayleigh's, you could say uh, behind Payless, you could say on the sidewalk in front of your house, just pick a location. In the city of Mercy, and this story applies. There's no doubt Merced has made significant strides in recent years to clean up blighted areas. Mayor Matthew Serrato, unlike any city leader before him, has led ongoing community cleanups throughout his first term in office and during his initial years on the city council. Now, I don't know uh, if unlike any leader before him, that's kind of, you know, you got to go in, in, in the Wayback Machine. I know Murphy had the bike rides, uh, the the uh, the uh, the big extravaganza over. No, not the ball. The uh, you know the state of the city address, the Rockettes coming out. But I, I think every once in a while he picked up some trash. Anyway, other groups such as Merced Walks, great group by the way, and been around for a long, long time. Hey, when you talk about going down into the waterways, those folks were putting ropes around their waist way before some of the other groups friends of merced along with local students and everyday volunteers continue to play an important role in this widespread effort that targets every sector of town like i say it's not just about bear creek the bear creek yacht club is another key player that gets attention yes they did and they also got 501 c3 status they are the one who ride kayaks on the creek to pick up hard to reach trash that has been dumped thrown or fallen into the water since 2021, again, newcomers to the game, my friends. Merced Walk, some of these other groups have been around for a long, long time. But again, welcome and needed. Oh, my word, I'm run out of time. Since 2021, they have conducted cleanup expeditions every other month on the creek. And then we're going to talk uh, more about this after the break. Very interesting, this article compared to the uh, Merced Sunstar article. And yeah, we'll talk about that, too, after the break. But we are out of time. Oh, we're out of time. Just the two of us. You and me. We'll be right back. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Stick with us. We'll be right back. To make those rainbows in my mind When I think of you sometime And I want to spend some time with you Just the two of us we can make it if we try just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Yes, we can. You and me. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Reset's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Here we are on Saturday morning, uh, second segment, November 11th, 2023, just a little bit before Thanksgiving. That's right. It's going to be here. Oh, I put that up. It's going to be here before you know it. And then Christmas, all of the fun things going on. But let's get right back into it because this, uh, I tell you, things, things take a while. We were uh, talking about uh, the Bear Creek Yacht Club and some of their efforts over there on Bear Creek. And as you know, uh, as you know. I talk about Bear Creek and the frustrations uh, over there at the McKee Road Bridge. Uh, people have been living there now for, uh, well, several years. And they just, uh, I don't know, I just, they just can't seem to get uh, 
get it cleaned up and cleared out on any kind of permanent basis. And when I mean permanent, I'm talking like 24 hours. How about a day? But they can't. And it's not because there's not laws and tools available. It's a lack of willpower. You see it all over the state of California, San Francisco, a complete uh, <laughs> disrepair, blight, uh, exodus of business. Absolutely no respect for private property rights, no respect for public property, which is we all own. It's as if collectively we just don't care. And yet you hear the voices that clamor and that the gnashing of teeth, the wringing of hands. Oh, we're doing something. We're spending the money. As I've said many times, homelessness is an industry in this county. Millions and millions and millions of dollars are thrown at the problem with less than visible results. Less than tangible results. And finally, we see the frustration boil over in one of the uh, newer nonprofits, the Bear Creek Yacht Club, who uh, attained, obtained their 501c3 status not that long ago. Very, very polished group. And I don't mean the individuals. No, I mean the, uh, the label, the logo. They've got a bear and a shopping cart, you know, paddling. How do you paddle a shopping cart? Well, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. They've got the mayor, Mayor Serrato. Uh, <laughs> he's on board. I think. I think. Anyway, very interesting. Uh, competing articles, like two ends of a magnet. Uh, the article in the Merced County Times, which I think is uh, the real article. And then the fluff. I mean, you talk about cotton candy in the Merced Sunstar. Hoo Chihuahua. You need to go see a dentist after that. You better brush. After reading that, let me continue from the article in this week's Merced County Times, the November 9th edition, below the fold on the front page. However, one yacht club leader, Jeremiah Gregans, has reached out to the Times with some serious concerns that he says require immediate attention and support. Bear Creek and its surrounding areas, according to Gregans. Now, if you don't know Jeremiah, I know Jeremiah. I've, I've talked with him. I, mean, I don't know if we're friends, but definitely acquaintances. I've seen him. I think he's been on the show with other candidates. He's kind of politically involved, works at the county, served in our military, a veteran. Thank you, Jeremiah, for your service. If you're listening today, was in a very, very specialized part of the service with, I believe, the Army. If I got the, uh, if I got the uh, division, you know, if I got it wrong, let me know. But uh, very, very uh, kind of, uh, you know, really specialized stuff, secret stuff. He's a great guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Everybody likes him. Well liked. So again, uh, Jeremiah said these, these, uh, these items, concerns of his, require immediate attention and support. Bear Creek and its surrounding areas, according to Gregans, are continuing to face a crisis marked by persistence, uh, a persistent accumulation of debris, hazardous substances, and, and human waste. 
He says, despite our tireless efforts, which have seen us remove over 60 tons of waste from our waterways, the situation continues to deteriorate. He says this possesses a dire threat, not only to our environment, but also to our local community, agriculture and food supply. He continues, Bear Creek is an integral part of our region, serving both recreational and agricultural purposes. Regrettably, we have witnessed a troubling surge in litter, plastics, harmful chemicals, and human waste polluting our waters. This pollution not only mars our picturesque landscape, but also places local ecosystems, soil quality, and community well-being in jeopardy. The ramifications extend to our agricultural sector. While being questioned over what specifically the Yacht Club is finding in Bear Creek, Gregan's responds without hesitation. Gasoline, generator parts, propane canisters, spray paint cans, shampoo containers, tires, inner tubes, fuel, chemicals, plain old trash, and human excrement. Gregan says, when we first started, we cleaned up for years of neglect on the creek. But it keeps coming back. It's a continuous amount of trash. It's like we're spinning our wheels and not gaining any ground. My friends, this is enlightening. This is eye-opening. This is coming from one of the founders of the Bear Creek Yacht Club. And not just anybody. Somebody who's been a huge proponent. But can you sense the frustration? Can you hear it? I continue... Griggins points to homeless encampments along the creek as a main contributor to the problem. He said he spotted about 12 separate sites with multiple inhabitants along Bear Creek within or near the city limits during the Yacht Club's last voyage in mid-October. He said we were down underneath the McKee Road Bridge. Hey, I know that place. And there was also a team from the Sheriff's Department. And we cleaned up the entire area. We went back two days later... And it was back. I have to go to the jump. It looked like we had gotten nowhere. Now, folks, I went down there after that uh, cleanup, and I agree. I had the sheriff on, and I asked him about it because, again, he was there, or his people were. And he said, Casey, we need more. We need more people. And maybe that's true. And maybe that's true. I don't know. But uh, I go on because I believe, like Jeremiah believes, in this next paragraph and beyond. Gregans believes that the solutions to the problems are constant enforcement of laws and perhaps new legal strategies that engage regulation linked to environmental pollution. He sees the district attorney, the Merced Irrigation District, and local law enforcement partners taking a more aggressive and proactive approach to keep Bear Creek clean and safe. This is what I promoted during my campaign for city council. I said it takes everybody involved, everybody involved, and there has to be a willpower. And my friends, right now, there is not. We don't believe me going to the Bear Creek Bridge. There's the evidence. Spinning our wheels and getting nowhere. Griggins goes on. We need enforceable environmental penal codes that the DA would actually prosecute. Maybe this could be done with the new police chief's support. And MID, well, it's their water. You think their ratepayers would want clean water going to their ranchers. Then Gregan says something that I think is absolute. And if this doesn't get you, uh, folks, I don't know what does. When you go camping in the Sierras, if you defecate next to a stream, you get fined. Here, here, 
You can live in it. Isn't that eye-opening? The Times uh, reached out to MID officials regarding Gregan's concern. In a statement released by Mike Jensen, MID's public and governmental relations manager, the agency indicated that it remains concerned about the ongoing challenges presented by the homelessness. The statement said, we understand that the issue of homelessness is complex and impacts communities across California, we're talking about Bear Creek, including our own. As an irrigation district, our primary focus is water management, ensuring the efficient delivery and conservation of water resources for the benefit of agricultural operations. Merced Irrigation District is just that, an irrigation district, which is focused on moving large quantities of water to local growers. To that end, we regularly coordinate with local law enforcement to relocate homeless from our waterways. We will continue to do so and support efforts to address these challenges as best we can. So that was a very, uh, very, uh, well, it was a very efficient statement. But again, what about water quality? What about some of the environmental concerns that are raised? As I remember, we had some E. coli issues over there on the west side. Now, doesn't the creek flow to the west side? Mayor Serrato agrees with the Yacht Club that waste in Bear Creek remains an issue. However, he says efforts over the past years have indeed made a great impact. Ah, of course, there's an inflow of trash, Serrato says, but thanks to the efforts of others, ah, there's been an outflow of trash that just wasn't happening before. The mayor says there's two ways to look at the cleanup in an objective manner. One is to simply weigh the trash that is cleared into bins. He said, we have found that our return cleanups, the amount of collectible trash has been dramatically less to a quarter less in the area when we started in a certain area. The second big factor, according to the mayor, is how long it takes to get from point A to point B on city waterways and pick up everything. Again, I have found that on Bear Creek and Black Rascal, what once took an hour to go 100 yards, now it's take about an hour to go 500 yards. Mayor Serrato, who also works as a prosecutor, of course not in this county anymore, agrees that the waste problems in Bear Creek are an enforcement issue. So he agrees that it is an enforcement issue, but... <laughs> And here's the but from the mayor. Again, it takes the willpower, folks. And if you don't have the willpower, it ain't going to happen. But he also points out that it's, quote, mostly misdemeanors like trespassing, unquote. People get a ticket for something that's clearly evident, and they're asked to leave. But it it doesn't start stop the behavior. He said it's harder to prosecute felonies related to a threat in Bear Creek, including arson, though authorities have had some excess prosecuting vandalism in the creek. You know... For a guy that uh, is, is a prosecutor, well, it says he's a prosecutor, works as a prosecutor still. Again, not here in Merced County. There, there's actually three levels of crime, my friends. There's infractions. Everybody forgets about infractions. Uh, a lot of traffic issues are infractions. Uh, they, they, uh, then there's misdemeanors. Misdemeanor, that's uh, something that, uh, you know, less than a year in jail. And then there's the big F, the big F stop felony. You know, that's more than a year in jail. Anyway, I, I just don't know why we uh, we just gloss over infractions and, and misdemeanors, and we're so and then the felonies nowadays. I mean, drug use, all of that has been decriminalized uh, to the point of uh, well, I guess we're just not enforcing it at all because again, hey, according to the mayor, ah, it's just hey, it's just mostly misdemeanors like trespassing. Hey, when somebody comes on your property, Matt, I don't know how you feel, but it gets me a little annoyed, just a little. He said it's hard to, uh, let's see, the Yacht Club, Gregan, said the next cleanup on Bear Creek is scheduled for the second Saturday in December. Until then, he would like to share the following concerns. Water quality contaminates the contaminants infiltrating our local waterways comprise compromise our irrigation water 
potentially affecting the quality of water vital for our local farms. Soil contamination, the influx of chemicals, could undermine soil quality, leading to reduced crop yields and lower quality agricultural produce and food safety. Absorption of chemicals by crops could result in food safety issues, jeopardizing consumer health in our local food supply. I completely agree with this article. I think Jeremiah is uh, showing a lot of frustration. I don't know if all of his fellow Yacht Club uh, members feel this way. It's a broad, diverse group of friends. A lot of folks that uh, kind of, I think, overlook the obvious problem. And it's right there in front of your eyes. I know the barbecues are fun. I know, you know, what's on the menu or, you know, is Matt going to do a little song and dance, a little, uh, you know, it, it's a great, uh, great, looks great on the campaign literature, but we're spinning our wheels and not getting anywhere. That's directly from the Yacht Club. One of the founders, Jeremiah Greggins. And Jeremiah, thank you for having the, uh, the intestinal fortitude to come forward and say that and write those letters. And I hope it doesn't fall on deaf ears. It doesn't fall on deaf ears here. And I hope that the district attorney, Nicole Silvera, I hope the sheriff, I hope the police chief, I hope they all listen because we have the laws on the book. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. And we're building a new jail. So, hey, hey, uh, it's time to go for the second segment of the show, Citizen Watch. We'll be right back after these brief, brief commercial messages. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Reset's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Hang in there. I hear the crystal raindrops fall on the window down the hall and it becomes the morning dew. And darling, blame the bar for the band, blame the band for the song, blame the song for the party that went all night long, but it ain't my fault. No, it's it's not my fault we're running late. It ain't my fault. Or is it? Hey, let's have a little fun together in the third and final segment of Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Reset's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. There was a city council meeting Monday night in the city of Merced. Didn't go, uh, well, in four hours. I thought he'd get done below before 10 o'clock, but <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. It was, uh, there was a lot of pomp and circumstance We, we uh, at the first of the meeting. I'm going to. Kind of cut through some of that. Uh, bottom line is they swore in the new police chief. Uh, Merced City police chief uh, came down from Modesto, 27 years up in Modesto. I don't know how long the guy's going to be around. You know, he's been chief 27 years. But anyway, uh, talked a lot. Uh, said a lot of good things. I read some of it on the news. Basically, you know, it's a new department, new day, new horizon. Uh, a lot of the stuff new leaders say. But we've needed a leader for some time. We really haven't had a chief the paper says cavalero but he again was interim chief nice nice guy uh really since uh norm andrade i mean let's get real norm was uh was a, a chief and we haven't had a, a chief since then and i i just hope with the new guy we did and then we got a new city manager stephanie deets who we've been very supportive of on this show very very sad to see her leave there was a lot of uh Tears in the chamber i wasn't able to be there i was actually uh, doing something else working believe it or not I do work once in a while, and uh, there was uh, just unable to believe it. But there was a lot of supporters there who were, and I wish I could have been there. But uh, Scott McBride was sworn in, and now will be sworn at like Stephanie was because uh, she she took a lot of rocks. You know, when you're in the lead position, they always throw rocks at the lead dog, and 
Stephanie was, uh, well, she was in that position, and now Scott is. I noticed on the tote board they still had Dietz's name up there. I'm sure that's a small programming uh, issue, but uh, it was nice to see up there whenever there was a vote. Dietz still there, even though she really never voted. So uh, all of the uh, all of the council members were there, even Ronnie DeAnda. Yes, he uh, <laughs> he didn't really ask much during the meeting, but at the end he brought up some issues in a park next to his house. One of his neighbors thought it maybe should have some lighting, which uh, I think all parks should have lighting. And then there was some discussion on what goes on in parks after dark. And there's no good. As Kevin Blake, nothing good goes on in a park after dark. Uh, there was, again, all these big ceremonies. They had uh, some Native uh, Native American uh, ceremonies there. They had, uh, I don't know, some fire department stuff. There was a lot of It was interesting. I was, I was just kind of going through in the Native American ceremony. You could see the council members, especially Serato, really, you know, there's a hand up, there's a hand down over the heart. Oh, not over the Very, very difficult. And then uh, folks like uh, Councilman Ornalis uh, look like a, a natural up there. I don't know what uh, why it's so hard to uh, address the flag. You just put your hand over, over your heart. But again, he uh, participated uh, very, uh, very uh, front and center in the Native uh, American ceremonies. Of course, some of his comments about uh, we're on stolen land and that sort of thing. I'm sure ingratiates him uh, to a lot of uh, some of those folks. Uh, then there was some uh, comments, public comments about, uh, well, the state of the city, uh, which we've already talked about, the Bear Creek area. Like I say, these areas extend all over. And uh, we're going to hear a couple of, uh, or one comment from a uh, lady, excuse me, a gentleman that walks his dog, uh, the underpass under G Street. And then we're going to hear from Florence Lambert. Uh, who talks about council member Zhang's comments at the last council meeting, and then we'll go into another a uh, couple of other uh, public comments. Here we go. Good morning. I walk my dog uh, on G Street at uh, under the railroad bridge, and there are people that have been camping under there, sleeping under there, leaving a massive mess. It is uh, really horrible on both sides, both um, northbound and southbound or eastbound or westbound. I think it's north and south. Um, there's, it's just full of litter and debris and people actually living under there. And I'm very concerned about um, it doesn't seem safe. Thank you very much. Goodbye. This is Florence Lambert, and I'm calling regarding the October 16th council meeting that Councilman Jong was allowed to spout his political rhetoric regarding the Israeli-Hamas war during the reports and brief. According to the council's agenda, reports and brief is an opportunity for the mayor or council to make a brief announcement on any activities they have attended on behalf of the city and to make a brief announcement on future community events or activities. John was completely out of line and yet was allowed to continue this rant of his personal political views. Mayor, why did you allow this? And if so, not everyone is allowed to discuss their personal views. This should have been immediately stopped by you, Mayor. So the G Street underpass, again, what was a beautiful murals, things like that, just now a disgusting area for residents to try to transverse. Uh, still missing the Merced letters there on the, uh, what was that, the northbound side of G Street as you come up under the 
up under the uh, overpass headed towards Bear Creek. Uh, still no letters there for, what, a couple of couple of years now. And then, of course, Florence, uh, Lambert going on about uh, Councilmember Zhang's comment about Hamas, supporting Hamas, basically uh, going against Israel. There was a couple other comments uh, about that. Let's go into that. Good evening, Mayor, City Council, and City Manager McBride. Um, my name is Cindy Kelly, and I'm a citizen of the city of Merced. I'm here tonight to discuss the um, comments made at the last meeting on October 16th during the report and brief by Councilman Zhang. What should have been an update from council members turned into his opportunity for a per, uh, his personal rant against Israel. I'm sure you'll see by reviewing the video that the, not only were people in the audience shocked, but the shock on some of the councilmen's faces in that video is very apparent. And the shock is still resonating on Merced social media sites. Um, Councilman Zhang, I found your speech to be divisive, anti-Semitic, and grossly inappropriate. Um, you are guaranteed the right to the freedom of speech. If you choose that right, there is a more appropriate setting for your opinion, away from this dais, away from this chamber, and during a relevant item on the agenda. I understand that youth plays a role in your indignation. Trust me, we've all been there, where we've been young and, and full of, for lack of a better term, piss and vinegar. Um, however, we've gone from having a pandemic to a woke and cancel culture, and now it seems like we're in the protest culture in this, this nation. And you know everybody jumps on that, that bandwagon that's under the age of 35, no matter what the topic. Um, you shouldn't let events that you have no control over or which you can't have an effect on in any way guide your words and actions. You are now an elected official and, co and should comport yourself with tact that your position as a council member should require. I can only hope that you start to channel the same passion and righteous anger that you displayed last week regarding the conflicts taking place in other countries towards the issues we have here in Merced, such as our need for more funding for public safety, our homeless problem, our lack of affordable housing, youth services, mental health care, and the increasing substance abuse crisis. I would offer you just a simple word of advice, Councilman Zhang, and it's stay in your lane. Your constituents and the citizens of Merced expect you to be a voice and make decisions for them. They did not elect you to be a champion for those in other countries that are enduring a conflict that has been raging for more than a thousand years. Thank you. So again, a little pushback from uh, some of the citizens uh, about Councilman's, Councilman Zhang's comment at the previous city council meeting. But here comes a public speaker that uh, wants more action from the city. And this is what he had to say about that. Good evening, everyone. My name is Subjit. I'm 21 years old. I just finished up at UC Merced, and I'm getting my master's right now in public policy and public administration. Um, I'm actually in lecture on Zoom right now. Uh, didn't read leading up to today's class. I wanted to hide a little bit. Um, I'm just joking. My professors know I'm here, and they always encourage any involvement in the public space like I'm doing today. Um, I came here to talk about the conflict in the Middle East, uh, not for the sake of formality or for a show of solidarity, but because our country is directly involved in it. Um, I know the conflict is far beyond your jurisdiction of Merced, but I truly believe that we have a role to play as advocates if we don't want it to hurt our people here. What's going on in the Middle East is genocide, and I think we should call it as it is. Israel has every right to go after Hamas militants after what was done on their land, but bombing schools, mosques, Refugee camps and killing thousands of innocent civilians is inexcusable. Almost 10,000 or around 10,000 innocent civilians dead in Palestine right now, mainly women and children. It's directly relevant to us because it's being done with our tax money in our name. Every taxpayer in this room and every taxpayer in the city of Merced is paying for the bombs that are killing innocent civilians 
right now in the region. Um, and as of a few days ago, we all just paid for an additional $14 billion of aid sent to Israel, no strings attached. We can't just sit back and watch ourselves fund a genocide while people here are struggling to afford basic things such as food and gas. Um, and our money needs to be right here in the community for our people. Potential complications of this conflict extend far beyond just the Gaza Strip. Tensions are rising rapidly. Um, the Houthi rebels of Yemen have declared war on Israel, putting their citizens at risk, um, making things escalate even further. Um, and we've seen large-scale conflicts in this region hurt us back home in the past. Um, in 1973, there was a similar war that broke out in the region. Um, and because the U.S. supported Israel in that conflict, countries that export oil in the Middle East declared an embargo on us um, for oil as well as all other countries that supported Israel. Global oil prices quadrupled. They completely skyrocketed. Gas prices went up here at an insane rate. Gas stations went empty. Lines were insanely long. And national mandates were placed in order to conserve oil, such as driving 55 miles per hour on the freeway. Um, this needs to stop before it spirals out of control. It can't get any worse. We can't afford a full-scale war. We can't afford something like that to happen again. Um, and none of our troops should die defending that's not our, a land that's not ours in the Middle East. Um, so I ask that you pass a resolution advocating, demanding from our representatives that they bring about a ceasefire and they cut all military aid to the region. Um, you guys, again, this is not Congress, this is not the Department of Defense, but you guys represent the city of Merced, and I do believe that that is in the best interest of the city of Merced. So I do ask that you pass that resolution, like other cities like Richmond um, and Providence in Rhode Island. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. And just to let you know, at the end of the council meeting, uh, Fu Zhang asked that uh, because of this statement and one other that was very similar that I did not play, that the council issue a resolution condemning the war. Let me finish up with Congressman Duarte's comments to the council via his representative. Good evening, Mayor Serrato and City Council. <clears throat> Excuse me, Chris Don Santos here representing the office of Congressman John Duarte. We'd again like to honor Stephanie Dietz for years of service to the city of Merced as a trailblazer and also congratulate again our new city manager, Scott McBride, and our new police chief, Stephen Stanfield. The future certainly looks bright here in the city of Merced. Our office was honored to join uh, Nicole Adams and the Merced County Nut Festival recently to recognize our local nut industry at the Merced Fairgrounds. And I had the pleasure of joining Mayor Serrato and other local leaders as a judge for the baking competition and getting a head start on all of those Christmas time calories. And speaking of our nut industry, last week, Congressman Duarte and Congressman Jim Costa led a bipartisan effort to ask United States Trade Representative Catherine Tai to engage with Turkey regarding newly imposed retaliatory tariffs on American almonds. Almonds are critical to the United States as the nation's number one horticultural export, with Turkey being one of the largest markets in the world for U.S. almonds. According to reports, Turkey intends to raise the duty on U.S. and shell and shelled almonds by 15%, and such a hike would offer other countries, such as Australia, Spain, Uzbekistan, and Iran, an unjustified competitive advantage on the U.S. California alone accounts for nearly 80% of global almond production, with many family farms being less than 100 acres, accounting for 91% of that production, and over 100,000 jobs here in the Central Valley of California are supported by almonds. These new tariffs will hurt Valley families, so Congressman Duarte will continue to work with both parties to make sure Washington stands up for our farmers and our Valley. Uh, with the new speaker now in place, the People's House has been able to get back to work, and one of our first moves was reaffirming America's support for the state of Israel. Congressman Duarte voted for H.R. 6126 to provide Israel with the military aid necessary to stop Hamas's brutality from progressing any further. And the Congressman feels that we cannot stand by and allow terrorists to attack one of our closest allies. And he believes we must do all we can to help protect the people of Israel. 
And as you all know, this Saturday is Veterans Day, and as the son of a disabled combat veteran who served on the battleship USS Missouri in Operation Desert Storm, a man who carried the invisible wounds of his service till the day he died, I pray that everyone in this chamber will take a moment to thank a veteran for their service this Veterans Day and to pray for the safety of the thousands of American troops currently serving our nation in the Middle East at this difficult moment in history. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you, Krista. So at least our congressman gets it, even though our councilman doesn't. Hey, we're out of time for this segment of Merced County's, well, it's not Merced County's 6 o'clock news. That's during the week. No, it's Citizen Watch. That's right. The 8 o'clock hour is over. Uh, in the bonus half hour, we're going to cover the discussion at the Merced City Council about graffiti. Oh, crazy. Hey, couldn't do it without you. Love you. See you next week. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. And really, it's not my fault. Find me a witness who can testify to me the